0: Welcome to the Accra Community Church Podcast. As you listen to God's word today, may it become for you fresh water for your thirsty soul, give you hope to cope, and wisdom to thrive, excel, and become everything God says you are. God bless you as you listen to today's sermon. So we are talking about praying together. And I'm sure that as Christians, we all know that prayer is important for every believer. Prayer is so, so significant. And we've, we say this all the time, you know. We even have various slogans for it. We say things like, prayer is the key, you know. And we say things like, a prayerless Christian is a powerless Christian. And these slogans are true. But sometimes we say them so often, we get so familiar with them that we lose their significance in our lives. And so this morning, we just want to remind ourselves again of the importance of prayer. And more importantly, the importance of praying together. It's good that we pray. Personal prayer is very important for our development as Christians. In fact, 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 to 18 says that, Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. So it is the will of God for you that you pray all the time, that you pray without ceasing, that you pray constantly. But why should we pray together? Because what we are talking about, we've talked about private prayer, we've talked about personal prayer, And we all pray, don't we? We pray in our homes. We pray in our closets. We pray by ourselves. But why is it important that we pray together? Why is corporate prayer so, so, so important? And I was just trying to understand this and go through the word and see, you know, instances where people pray together and why we should pray together. And um, there were so many reasons that came up. I can't go through all of them within the short time this morning. But I hope that at least we'll go through some and these will excite you, you know, and build in you a desire to gather with God's people. The first thing that came to me when I was thinking about this was that when we pray together, we invoke God's mercy. When we pray together, we invoke God's mercy. Praying together connotes that we're a group, right? You can't pray together if you're alone. (laughs) Together means that there's a group of us. There's two, there's three, there's five, there's ten, there's hundred, there's two hundred people praying together. And that's corporate prayer. And you'll agree with me that for people to come together, to pray together, we all have a common purpose, isn't it? We have something that we all want to see. And that's why we are gathering to pray. You don't just walk on the street and call people on the street, come and let's pray. You gather with people with whom you have an affiliation. You gather with people with whom you have a common goal and you have a common purpose. So the first thing for me was that when we pray together, we invoke God's mercy. It touches God's heart in a different way. When people gather and raise prayer unto him, it touches his heart. It moves It moves his heart. And um, we all know of 2 um, Chronicles chapter 7, verse 4, which says that if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves, pray, and seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways. Then I will hear from heaven and will heal their land. Hallelujah. Do we think that Ghana needs healing? Do we think that our land needs healing? Do we think that we need God to intervene in the affairs of our land? Then we must pray. Amen then we must come together as God's people. He said what? If my people, he did not say if my son or if my daughter. He says if my people, a collective, all of us, as God's children, when we come together and we raise prayer to God and we turn from our wicked ways, he says I will hear from heaven, hallelujah, and will heal their land, amen. And so for the healing that we are crying for for our country, it takes you and me. It takes God's children to gather together and raise prayer to God and turn from our ways. And God will hear from heaven, and he will heal our land. Just imagine Ghana having been healed by God. How powerful would that be? That God has intervened in our affairs and is ruling. He is sitting on the throne and reigning in the affairs of our land. How wonderful that will be. Again, in Jonah chapter 3, from verse 5 onwards, we hear about the city of Nineveh. That city was covered in sin. Every kind of wrongdoing could be found in that city. In fact, their fame had spread out for all the wrong reasons. Anything at all you think is evil was in that city. And God sent the prophet Jonah to cry out against that city. He says, cry out against it mightily, that I'm going to bring disaster Upon them because of their evil ways. But the Bible tells us that when the people of Nineveh heard this, what did they do? They put on sackcloth and they cried out unto God. Together, as a nation, as one people, they cried out unto God. They turned from their evil ways. And what happened? He says, God relented. God God changed his mind. Can you imagine that? It's powerful when people come together with one accord and raise prayer unto God. With thankful hearts, repentant hearts, turning from our wicked ways, it moves God. And God changed his mind and spared the city of Nineveh. Hallelujah. And so for one thing, if nothing at all, let's hear today that, you know, when we come together as God's children and we pray together, we invoke his mercy and God has mercy upon us. He hears from heaven, and his mercy comes down upon us powerfully. Amen. The next thing, when we pray together, we invoke God's power. Amen. We invoke God's power. God's power is manifested through the Holy Spirit. When we pray together, we unleash the power of the Holy Spirit and we tap into the miraculous. Amen. In Acts chapter 2, the disciples were gathered together in one place, in one accord. They were praying. They had gathered together. but then even the Holy Spirit had not yet come in the day of Pentecost. It had not yet come. So they were fearful, but they were gathered and they were praying together. And what happened that day? They heard the sound of a mighty wind, and the Holy Spirit broke in on all of them and settled on their heads like tongues of fire. They began to speak in different languages, languages they had never even heard of before. And people who were around heard their languages being spoken by them. They wondered, what is going on? And that day, 3,000 people gave their lives to Christ. Amen. The power of the Holy Spirit, the power of God is invoked when we pray together. And as I said, the power of God is manifested through the Holy Spirit. And he comes to do that. When he comes, when the Holy Spirit comes, you know, just the Holy Spirit alone and the things that he does is enough for another preach. The things that he brings to us, the power that he makes available to us, when, when, when he comes to us. In Acts 12, we hear of the church praying for Peter, right? Peter was in prison. And those days, it's not like these days that when you go to prison. Sometimes, even when you've been given the uh, death sentence, you never get it sometimes. You're just there because no president wants to sign your death warrant, okay? You are just there. And it turns into something like a life imprisonment. Those times, if you, <laughs> if you are in prison, the end for you is death, So it was a serious matter. And the church was going to lose one of their apostles to death. Peter was in prison. But it says that the church was praying earnestly for him. So the church had gathered together with one accord. They raised earnest prayer to God on behalf of Peter. Now Peter himself was sleeping. If you read the accounts in Acts chapter 12 from verse 5, Peter was in prison. I'm sure he was exhausted. He was tired. I don't know what they had done. Maybe they had tortured him, you know, and maybe he hadn't eaten for days or whatever it was, but he was so exhausted that he himself, he couldn't even pray for himself. He was so tired, he fell asleep. But the church was praying, amen. The church was standing in the gap. The church was lifting up prayer to God. And he says, suddenly, what happened? An angel of the Lord appeared. He said, get up. Chains fell off. And he just walked Peter through the prison all the way <laughs> out of the prison. As if it was just a walk in the park. If this is not the power of the Holy Spirit, then I, I don't know what is. I don't know what you're facing today. Do you need some chains to, to be broken? Do you need some breakthroughs? Do you need, do you need some miraculous things to be happening? Join God's people. Join God's people and raise prayer to God. The prayer of God's children evokes His power through the manifestation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. When the Spirit comes, He strengthens us and He comforts us. He aligns our desires to His. Sometimes, oh, I don't know what to pray about. Oh, um, you know, I don't know the right words to say. Oh, I'm, I'm too weak, you know, I'm, I'm not strong enough. But when you join God's people and you raise prayer up, it evokes the power of the Holy Spirit. And when he comes upon you, he gives you strength. He energizes you. He gives you all that. Even he gives you the words that you need to speak. He gives that to you. Romans 8, 26 to 27 says that, The Spirit helps us in our weakness. Hallelujah. For we do not know what to pray. We do not know what to pray for, or as we ought. But the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. Amen. According to the will of God. You see, As we pray to God, as we lift prayer up to God, as we invoke his power, as the Holy Spirit comes upon us, he infiltrates your whole being, he infiltrates your mind. He begins to change your desires so that you are aligned with God. With deep groans and moans, he gives you the words that you need to speak. He searches your mind, he searches your heart. He intercedes for you. And he brings you under the will of God. Now tell me, if you pray according to the will of God, which prayer will not be answered? None. Once we are aligned with him and we raise prayer up to him according to his will, each and every prayer that we raise up to him will be answered. Amen. The Holy Spirit brings unity. It brings agreement. It says that the disciples were with what? One accord, you know, because it's the same spirit, that same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is the one that comes to us when we raise prayer to God. It's the same spirit working in me, the same spirit working in you, the same spirit working in all of us as we gather in the name of our God. So He unites us, He brings agreement. We stand in agreement, we stand in unity, and that is so powerful when God's children stand together in agreement. Because Jesus himself said in Matthew 18, 19 to 20, he says again, if two of you on earth agree about anything you ask for, it will be done for you by my Father in heaven. Hallelujah. For where two or three come together in my name, there am I with them. Just imagine that. We know that Jesus has gone up to heaven, isn't it? But he's saying that when we gather, even two or three or ten, or hundred, or two hundred, and we raise corporate prayer to him, he comes to us. Once we agree on it here on earth, can you imagine those of us here on earth, we are affecting what is going on in heaven. Amen. Amen. That is so powerful. And when the Spirit comes, He brings direction. He brings direction. In Acts 13, 2-3, we hear that while they, that's the disciples, while they were worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. So after they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them off. And we all know what's happened to Saul from there. Change to Paul and all that. I mean, and Barnabas, the work that they did. God brought direction to the church as to what they should do while they were praying. Do you lack direction? You need some clarity of thoughts on some decisions that you need to take? You don't know what to do? Join God's people in prayer, amen. And that clarity will come. That direction will come. He will show you. He will tell you what to do. He will show you. He will show you this is the way. Walk in it. Walk in it. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit, when we pray, we invoke God's power through the Holy Spirit. He strengthens us. He unites us. He brings direction. When we pray together, we stand in the gap for each other. Sometimes you are weak. You are going through something. It's so difficult. You can't even pray. Like Peter, maybe (laughs) you're just falling asleep. But you know that God's people are praying for you, amen. And they are standing in the gap for you. And God will come through for you. The power of God comes through for us when we raise prayer to him. The miraculous realm is released. Things that can't happen in the natural, they all happen when God's people gather to pray, amen. Another thing that happens when we pray together. God's glory is revealed. Hallelujah. God's glory is revealed. Amen. You know, God's glory is too big for just one person. It's too big for just you. You, When you you stand in your room and you pray, (laughs) it's good. But there's only so much you can absorb. There's only so much you can get, you know, it is only so much. It's, a, it's effective, you know, it's strong and powerful. But you move to another realm, you move to another dimension when we pray together. His glory, His surpassing glory is revealed when people come together to pray. Some of the blessings that God gives, right? It's is, is just too much for one person to carry. You know, so then when we come together and we pray, what we do is that we build our capacity, we increase our containers, we 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 become bigger, so that we are able to contain what God is doing, what God the new, what God wants to do, we are able to contain it. You know, God never intended for us to work alone in this Christian work. He never intended for you to just be in your room and be a Christian all by yourself, because He needs a corporate body. He needs a people a nation that he can call unto himself, a nation upon which he can unleash his blessings. And this has been his plan from the very, very, very beginning. And that's how the glory of the Lord can be seen. When large masses of people gather and are totally yielded to God, totally surrendered to God in worship, their lives, everything that they do brings glory to God. That's how we see God's glory. It's difficult to see God's glory when only one person in a corner somewhere is doing what God wants. Only one person in the room somewhere in your room is doing what God wants. Imagine the whole world or the whole of Ghana, the whole of ACC. Imagine God moving powerfully in ACC and spreading it out to the whole of Ghana where people gather in large masses, totally yielded, totally surrendered to God. How glorious would that be? And this comes through prayer. And this has been God's plan from the very, very beginning, that he will have a people unto himself. When God called Abram in Genesis chapter 12, 21, he said, I will make you a great nation. I will make you a great nation. In Exodus 8, when he called Moses, he said, tell Pharaoh to let my people go that they may worship me. You know, it wasn't enough for God that Abraham alone was holy or was righteous. It wasn't enough for God that Moses alone was free to worship. I mean, Moses was free to worship God wherever he was. He was no longer in Egypt, right? He had left. So it's okay. He's worshiping God. It's fine. He's, 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 he's watch, watching his sheep. Um, takes them out and brings them back and he's taking care of his family. He's healthy. He's strong. That's good. That's good. But that wasn't enough for God. God wanted a people unto himself. That's how his glory is seen. When masses of people come together and submit themselves to God, that is what he wanted right from the very beginning. When he put Adam and Eve in their garden, what was their job? (laughs) To be fruitful and to multiply and to fill the earth. Hallelujah. God wants his glory to fill the earth. And this can only be done through prayer. It, as I said, it wasn't um, enough for Abraham alone. It wasn't enough for Moses alone. God wanted <laughs> to display his glory through his creation. Masses of people says that his glory is, is just too grand. It's too marvelous. It's too magnificent for just one human being. Amen. First Peter 2.9 says that, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, his special people, that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. Once you were not a people, but now you are the people of God. Amen. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. The mercy of God again is here. You know when God's people gather, it just it just—it just moves his heart. It draws his mercy towards them. Gather and submit to him. He's always, wanted, he's, he's always wanted a people. He's always wanted a nation unto himself. Some of the prophets of old saw this in Habakkuk 2.14. He says, for the earth, not just Ghana, not just your church, not just your country, but the whole earth, hallelujah, For the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Amen. Do we want to see God's glory? Do we want to see God moving in our land? Do we want to see the activity of God on a large scale, a revival, sweeping through the nations, all over the place, with people gathered together, worshiping? Do we want to see that? Then we need to pray. We need to pray. David caught a glimpse of this. Psalm 575. he says that, Be thou exalted, O God, above all the earth. And what? May your glory be seen everywhere. In all the earth. Everywhere. And I just hope that we can catch a glimpse of this glory that God wants. That arising out of this church, ACC, as we gather, as we pray, we'll see God's powerful hand working among us. Amen. And it will not just be us. It will move out from here and spread out across our country. Hallelujah. And this is what God has been working to. All generations is is waiting for this day. And from the very beginning in in creation, God has just been waiting for this. And that's all he's been doing, working together that his glory Will be seen in all the earth i think john saw it in revelation 7 9 he says that hmm. after this i looked and there before me was a great multitude that no one could count hallelujah from every nation tribe people and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb, they were wearing white robes and crying with a loud voice salvation belongs to our god who sits on the throne, amen, and to the Lamb, hallelujah, hallelujah. So God is so willing to come to us. He's willing to move in the miraculous. He's willing to come and strengthen you. He's willing to come and, and fill you. He's willing to come and blow your mind and do exceedingly above what you can even think of or imagine. You know what God can do? He can't even imagine it. It's beyond our imagination. It's too big for us. But he's willing to use us. And when we gather to pray, when we gather as God's people to pray, we unleash his power, his glory, his mercy. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I just want to stir our hearts up. It's good when we pray for ourselves. It's good when we pray by ourselves. It builds us up. It strengthens us. Keeps us secure. It steadies us in his word. But we can multiply that exponentially if we gather and pray together as God's people, amen. Whatever God can do for you when you pray, multiply that by a million. And it even says, even two or three people, so even spouses, it's good the husband prays, it's good the wife prays, but when you pray together, when you agree, it says when you agree on earth, it happens in heaven, amen you have the power to alter the course of events just because you have agreed. When you pray with your family, imagine a man with a large family. He has, let's say, five children. He is happy when the first one comes to him and they have a chat, or the second one they go out and do, go to fishing or whatever, or the third one they go to the market to buy. I mean, he happy. But imagine how happy he is when all his children are gathered around him at the table, having a dinner or a party, and everybody's talking about what's going on, and he can see how well they are all doing, and they are sharing fellowship together, it's much more glorious, isn't it? And even for us human beings, then imagine God. He loves it when we come to him individually. He loves it when we come to him with our issues. He loves it when we come to him by ourselves. It's good. Please, let's not underestimate the power of personal prayer. But that is magnified exponentially when we gather as God's children. You all come together. And together, in one accord, in agreement, in unity, we raise prayer to our God in heaven. Amen. He says he will hear, he will hear from heaven. And we will see the mighty, mighty work of God as we move together as a family. And so this morning, my message is brief. That is good that we pray individually, but even better, even more powerful, even more glorious, when we pray together as a corporate body, as a people. Because that's what God has always wanted. A nation rising up to worship God I was thinking about it and I was wondering, you know, when a man receives a vision and he wants to implement that vision, oh, maybe he wants to employ a thousand people and, and feed a thousand families. What does he do? He forms a company, right? Then he incorporates the company, becomes a corporate entity, becomes, it becomes a, a human being. But that vision is too big for how can one person employ a thousand people? How, how will he pay all of them? how will he supervise the work they are doing? It's too big, it's too big for one person to do. So what does he do? He incorporates a company, and then there are directors, and then there are managers, and then there are supervisors, and then there are shop floor assistants, and then there are receptionists, and then there are customer service um, people, and then there are salesmen. And imagine how much more he can do with that corporate body. And that is what God wants to do with us. Amen. He wants to magnify our impact. He wants ACC to be known across the world for the works of power that He is doing through us. Amen. But that can happen when God's people that is us, that is you, that is me when we come together in agreement, and raise prayer to our God in heaven. He will hear from heaven and he will move and will be amazed. In fact, it will blow your mind. He's waiting to blow your mind. And he will do far beyond what we can think of or imagine. So briefly, to summarize, we said that Personal prayer is good, but corporate prayer is even better. It magnifies everything that personal prayer does. We invoke God's mercy, we invoke his power, we invoke his glory as we pray together. And so I encourage all of you, let's make time for this. A glorious end awaits us, if only we will gather as God's people and pray. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's sermon. If it blessed you, share it with a friend. For more information on how to fellowship with Accra Community Church, visit our website, www.accrachurch.org. God bless you.